Rubio Monocote, wood protection experts since 1962 and global provider of hard wax oil finishes. Our plant-based wood coatings are suitable for both residential and commercial applications and offer durable protection that is 0% VOC, easy to apply and maintain, and come in over 50 standard colors. For more information or to find a dealer near you, visit our website at rubiomonocoatusa.com. If you are looking for premium oak and live sawn and rift and quarter sawn, check out Allegheny Mountain Hardwood Flooring. The Hickman family has had their own sawmill since the 1930s. They cut and dry all their FSC certified Pennsylvania lumber used for their flooring. Follow them on social media at Hickman Woods or check out their website, AlleghenyMountainHardwoodFlooring.com. Hi, this is Michael Martin, President and CEO of the National Wood Flooring Association. You're listening to the Real Answers Podcast. Today, as usual with me, is my cohort, Chris Zizza, President and CEO of CNR Flooring in out outside of Boston. And we have a special guest today. It's Willie Short. Willie, how are you today? Doing great. We are actually, uh, this is the first time we've been able to record this podcast live with real guests in a, in a place where we're together in, in person since COVID. So about two years since we've been able to do this in live. So Willie, you're our first live guest. Awesome. Yeah. Special. I'd like so. to point out that Michael Martin, you're looking good. I haven't seen you in a while, but came on. Well, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you. So, um, like Michael said, it's great to be back together in person in the studio, not dialing in, trying to figure things out. Willie, let's start off. Where is it you're from? What's the name of your company? So, I'm out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, Willie James Quality Flooring. Uh, been in business now 17 years. Market basically hour to two hours outside of baton rouge uh is my ideal area but we have traveled from coast to coast and all over doing some pretty unique things so your your, your headquarters is in baton rouge Correct. Or, okay so you'll you'll do that same same thing like i am up in boston you know we're in a town called westwood but i'll find myself running down to cape cod on a, any given moment for the right job and that's sometimes two hours away yep so we'll work that circle um, let me ask you this: Seventeen years in business, you're, uh, you, you know, the guys out there that don't know you. You're one truck, three truck, ten guys, five guys. We run three crews: one install crew, two sand and finish crews. You know, guys averaging forty, forty-five hours a week. There's nine of us total, rocking and rolling. Yeah, yeah, it's a busy time, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I like that part. So we all know who our ideal client is. Um, because my ideal client can't talk and points at, points at what they want and we do the job. But who are you working for every day? Every day, I mean, we're, we're the, the average middle class family. Um, and we've, we, we enjoy it. Um, we do have some high end clients that, uh, you know, we're able to, you know, knock out some, some good things and have a, a larger profit margin. You know, typically we're in the middle class homes, like like minded people and, you know, we're able to make some things happen. And, and is it primarily like we're we're currently about a fifty fifty up in Boston where we're doing sand and finish half the time in an existing home and the other half of the time we're absolutely installing new construction. Do you lean in one direction? No, um, you know, we do remodels and new construction. My install crew very fast, and my two Santa finish crews can't keep up with them. That's pretty amazing. That is amazing. Guys, but they cannot keep up with them. 
Um, so your installers, are they looking to move? Because we're looking to hire in Boston. I won't let them go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I ever heard somebody tell me that their yeah. Sanders can't keep up with their installers. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, it, you know, my, my guys that, you know, we, we're doing the, the planetary Sanders. It takes a little bit more time now. Sure. But they're turning out perfect jobs. And, uh, you know, but we can't keep up with the installs. Good deal. I like it. Yes, sir. What about longevity? What are you looking for down the road? Retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've yeah. been in 35 years and I haven't found that. That's that why I keep yet. looking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, longevity is, is, is just continued growth. Actually, I learned on your podcast, the difference between running a job versus running a business. Yeah. That was one of your first podcasts that you put on. And I looked at it from a different perspective on that side and, and actually – started running a business versus the job and i've seen tremendous growth it's funny at every level and one of the things i'm hearing the most out there when i talk to guys they're talking to me about you know it always sounds to me like you're only talking to the big guys and you know whoever the big guys are isn't important but i'm definitely not just talking to the big guys i don't care how big your company is or how small your company is you need to run your company like a business like a professional company if you're three guys be the best three professionals you can be and it's very true what you said let's not look at my business the way i've been looking at it and so you made some changes right absolutely yes what'd you do uh, first thing I did was uh, move my my guys out of my my shop up behind my house, and got a big warehouse. So I'm storing everything over there. Um, I, I do have my office there, and um, from computer uh, programs to uh, just the basic operations, mm-hmm. we have changed a lot. And uh, you know, it, it was it was me being I'm not a tech guy, so. It, it was some changes I had to do on my part and then to, to keep focus to where my guys could uh, stay on the same track as me. But uh, it's working out. Okay. So how hard was the jump financially when you think about here I was working out of my garage at my house and now I've got this warehouse and new expenses? Was it stressful or was it was it not what you expected? The first couple months was uh, just doing something new. It was, you know, that 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 initial worry, but after that, I mean, I never looked back at it. You so know, you I tell guys missed, take that jump. Absolutely, yeah. I never missed it, you know. You know, never missed a dime. Yeah, I see. I love hearing that, and I can tell you this: when I opened CNR Flooring back in '86, it was a desk in my parents' basement. But it wasn't long after. I'm telling you, inside of it maybe a year, year and a half of running it out of my parents' house where we, in a garage, it was a small garage, but it was a location that I went to and I ran my business out of it. I don't even think I was 800 square feet. You know, we had two parking spaces out front. I had two trucks back then. And, but you know what? I would say uh, I'll be at my office. And, and that's what we're telling you out there, guys. You know, you don't have to be a garage outfit. You know, that's, that's a stereotype. And you can be that business. So I love hearing this. Oh, yes. You know, and so when you made the change, how were your guys? Did they did they make a mental change or behavioral change? Yeah, it, well, from Greenwood Springs, where I live at, you know, my, now my business is, uh, you know, the office is, is downtown Baton Rouge, 
five minutes from LSU's campus. And, uh, <laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it, the traffic was it was an adjustment for 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 the guys, but I did not realize how centralized you all became. my work was right there. And so, you know, we keep everything in the trailers, but you know, there's a chance that we may forget something. So my guys would have to go all the way back to to my my house originally, where they're ten minutes from the from the office now and they can, yeah. So it's, uh, the, 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 the headache sitting in traffic or, or being off the, the site. Um, it, it just works out perfect. Yeah. You know? So and think about I wouldn't that. go back. Think about that guys, where are you located? And you know, if you want an exercise on how to do this, let's get a map and let's push pin some of the towns you find yourself in all the time and then push pin, you know, with a different color where you are located and then think to yourself, am I centrally located? Is this where I want to be? Is this the best spot for me to be as productive as possible? Cause what Willie's saying is the move into Baton Rouge made that run back to wherever shorter, which makes us more productive also makes our guys less annoyed. We all know how that can be. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's just terrific, man. I love it. Oh, I yeah. really do. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Hey, Willie, do you mind if we back up a bit and just tell us how you got into the wood flooring industry? I was 18, um, out of work. My, my, my buddy's stepdad was hiring, and uh, so, he, you know, we talked to him, um, and uh, he, he threw me on the edger, and uh, I absolutely <laughs> You're hated a little it. big for an edger. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. But, uh, you know, those of you who don't know, Willie, how tall are you? I'm 6'4". Six 6'4 four. Six four on an edger. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> And, um, you know, from there at 18, uh, you know, I started working it, you know, and, uh, jumped around and, and, you know, went back, you know, did some plant jobs and did some jobs here and there, but I always went back to the flooring industry. And, uh, at 22, I become full-time floor man and, uh, never looked back. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say that a lot, you know, when, when, once we open and it just became one year, another year and. You don't look back, but you got to look forward, and you got to make it stronger and better. Yes, yes. The flooring industry has been great to my family, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, a lot of guys they'll sit back and they'll think, you know, I'm just a floor man, which is the most ridiculous thought process ever, isn't it? Uh, yes, and uh, there's there's nothing wrong with being a floor man. You when know, did you is... first get involved? No, there isn't anything wrong with mm, being a floor man. No, trust absolutely. me on that one. When I got a million stories on that, but this one's not about me. This is this is about our industry and you. And so, wh when did you first get involved with NWFA? I did my first class with NWFA in 2015, and um, it was a uh, it was a bona class at uh, in, in Missouri. And from there, I just went on, you know, more and more into it. Kept learning. Yes, I kept learning, got into the, the, the installations, sand and finish schools, master craftsmen, and I went on right and on. got my inspections uh, certifications. Right on. And you also do some, some pretty good traveling for jobs. Yes, we've traveled from South Carolina all the way to Oregon and all along the, 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 the coast from Texas down into Florida. And, I mean, and sometimes that's – so tell me about that because I've seen it on Facebook and – you're running in and helping other flooring guys on certain projects, or, or you're getting travel jobs and um, you're zooming in? I have helped some guys. Um, 
you know, in, in the past, you know, I was up in Missouri, uh, Northwest Missouri on a job. Somebody saw, you know, from the, uh, the, the Fayetteville, Arkansas area, saw me on Facebook, asked me to swing through so I can sand the floor for him right fast because his machine was down. Right on. Um, so we went through there, knocked it out for him, you know, stayed the night and, you know, was back on the road the next day. Um, so, you know, I have helped some flooring guys along the way. Um, I've also had, you know, doing a big job in Oregon. Uh, it was, it was a bit of a job that, that I needed extra help on. I called a good buddy of mine that I met through the NWFA classes and, uh, flew Daniel out. He come out there, he and his son, and, and they helped me knock this job out. Um, so it was all through relationships that was formed there in Chesterfield. I like that. Yeah. Let me ask you this. We all have things in our company that I'll call it an obstacle. So if you had a magic wand and the obstacle, maybe the weekly thing that's, you know, you wish either it's a behavior or something you wish could go away. And with the snap of a finger, it goes away. What's that you want gone? That's interfering with how your company's running or producing or anything. Well, obviously I wish that we could had more hours on a time clock, you know, because there's not, there's only so many hours in a day to get something done. Well, let me stop you there. I always, so we do interview questions when we're looking for employees. And this is a question I ask people about their company with some of the companies that I coach out there. And so I'll stop you right there. You want more time in the day. And the truth is it's, it's a setup question. So what, what I heard is, you need to work on your production. So to get more time in the day, we want to find out what are the things that are holding up our production. The first thing to you said efficient. was, yeah, would be more efficient. But when you moved to Baton Rouge with the office, you increased your production. So you got a True. longer day. True. And so guys listening, his answer about wanting more time is what are the things, what's the obstacle in your weekly, daily, monthly tasks that are slowing you down? And, and that's, that's the answer there. Yeah. Absolutely. So right on Michael, any questions for Willie? So if you could ask your younger self, go back and tell yourself what you would change, what would you tell yourself? It's, it's your first or second year in business. So you just got off the edger, your back's starting to feel better. <laughs> right. Um, what are you going to tell that guy who has only been in business for two years? What are you going to tell young Willie James Moving forward as you build this 17-year company? Uh, I think that's actually an easy question. Um, my, my, my experience grew tremendously when I got more educated in my field. Before, I was just a floor man. Now, I'm a businessman running a flooring business. And, um, and, and that's, that's, that's the honest-to-God truth, I believe. Once I started getting educated, it took things to a whole different level. And... Look at Michael Martin smiling. Makes me happy. You know, because you know what's funny is we hear that a lot. So we'll have guys that have been in the business, you know, thirty years. They come in for their first NWFA class, and they come in. They kind of have a little bit of an attitude. They think they they they're not sure why they're there. They've been doing this forever, and you you start to see them thaw out. You know, in a couple hours, they're like paying more attention. They're you know, sitting back looking, and by the time they've ended the class, they're just kicking themselves for not doing it. You know, right. 25 or 30 years before. True. So I think that's a, I think that's really great advice is you can never, you know, you can never start getting educated too early. In, no, in absolutely. So yeah, I can't tell you how many people we've hired over the years that's, you know, 10, 15, 20 years experience 
that can't last with us because they're ruined. They're, that's 20 years of just pure negative experience, which is completely useless to us. So if I was to give myself advice, I'd say, you know, lock arms with the, you know, the, the, the programs, the, the certified programs <clears throat> that, that you guys offer and do that, you know, at an earlier age in my career. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's one of the reasons we wanted to do the apprenticeship program so that there is a professional path for really becoming a professional floor person. Right. Because, you know, in the, what's different, what's interesting to me is it's different in Europe where you have to go through an apprenticeship program um, to install wood flooring. But here in the States, you can basically just get up one morning and decide you want to, you want to, you know, go out and get a job and, and, and do flooring. And so I think, unfortunately, that, that difference makes it seem a little more unprofessional for us because there isn't a professional path. So I think right. it's really important that we try to put that professional path in place so that as we move forward, we have a way to bring people into the industry where they end up educated over the first part of their career versus the last part. Yes. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, all the other trades, they require, you know, certifications and stuff. You know, your plumbers, your electricians right. and, and stuff like that. And But there, there, there's nothing required by the flooring industry. No, but it's offered. Oh, it, it is offered, um, but it needs to change. Heck yeah. Um, I've I talked to it. someone that's, that's writing the new curriculums for the Louisiana home contractors and the state contractor board. And they were supposed to be writing some stuff and we copied and pasted and I sent them the, the uh, installation instructions, uh, you know, from the NWFA right. guidelines so that we can start getting air conditioning put in the houses before we install. Um, stuff like that, th- you know, the things of that that needs to happen. But uh, it, it's if I if I'm the only floor guy that's pushing it in my area, right? You know, it's going to take some rough. time. It's kind of rough. So right we on. need we need to we need to key in with more co- flooring contractors and get them up to speed. Terrific. Well, this is good advice, man. I love it, Willie. I I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and and telling us your experiences and and I agree with your philosophy and uh, take it to the next level, brother. Thank you, sir. Right on. All right. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to the Real Answers Podcast. Have a great day.